Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. This will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I really liked. I'd hit a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything. You need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring y'all to our huddle. You are in the huddle with me, Bram, no Marcus or Maxime, at least up front today, but I am fired up to announce that we joined after way too long. A former professional basketball player in both Brazil and Australia, a coaching presence at both the legendary Oakland Soldier AAU team and Bishop O'Dowd's title winning program, the founder, owner, and operator of Triple Threat Academy, where he's developed multiple college and NBA guys, and a person who spent a ton of time in Greg Popovich's pantry growing up, Mr. Tony Frisero. What's going on, Tony? Bram, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I. Uh... I thought I would really impress you with remembering the whole Greg Popovich thing. And I was almost going to say, spend a lot of time in the back of Greg Popovich's car. And then I realized that sounded really awkward. So I went with the pantry. <laughs> I hope it landed. Good, I mean, I'm good choice. Sure. Good choice. <laughs> the, pan- the pantry could get a little crazy too. You know, you never know. <laughs> well, as long as I'm getting awkward admissions out of the way, I'm sure you could already tell it. So weird recording scenario. I am out of town, man. I'm in Yosemite with my family. 
to nobody's shock, my wife did not want me to record in our room. So I'm right now sitting in the lobby of the beautiful Tanaya Lodge here in uh, Yosemite. And if we were like a bigger radio program, you know, it would be like a big deal to be people around us and like a, a live audience. Instead, there's just going to be random people straggling by feeling like I shouldn't be doing this. So I want you to be ready to be distracted. It just is what it is. Tom. What can we do? Yeah, all good. Well, maybe you'll see a surprise guest, someone who knows hoop and they, they hop on the pod. Yeah, that surprise guest is going to be a security guard who politely asks you to move. Um, so let's, before that guest join us, let's hop in. And we really need you today, Matt. So we're going to be debuting our uh, interns and that whole contest. And you know, there's, there's a ton of fun we're going to be having, but we also have some warriors work to do. So I'm going to save our golden questions for reasons that will become or obvious rather down the line and go right into some prediction questions I have for us. All right. So okay. here is the first, and it's kind of a random one. In fact, we were talking about it before we went live here. The question itself is, will we be happy with Jordan Poole's contract at the end of the year? And what's weird is that there seems to be a divide amongst Warriors fans. And that divide happens depending on the week. Sometimes people are all on board for JP and they realize he has a super bright future. Other times they're bitching about the four years, 20 or 123 million he signed for. So what do you think, man? Um, one of the reasons I loved you on the first time uh, that we had you is that you had no problem sharing your opinion. You're not an optimist like me. So fire away, dude. What do you think? At the end of the year, will we be happy that JP is a long-term member of the war? Personally, absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the way he moves without the ball, the way he's dynamic, the way he can score, I mean, you just don't find that in the draft. Or I mean, he's one of few guys in the NBA that can move and cut the way he does. I think that loud fan base that's talking about getting rid of him, they're so focused mm-hmm. on what he can't do. Kind of like with James Wisen. Oh, he doesn't play defense. Oh, he doesn't do this. Instead of focusing on the amazing things that he does do. Because right now he's making, what, $4 million a year? Averaging 20 a game? And we're bitching about that? And he's only going to get better. Um, and I think you had asked me before, do, do I think he's ready for the playoffs? And I think absolutely. You know, um, He's shown in some games this year that he can play defense. But right now, I mean, how many young guys in the league play lockdown defense that also score does Lamelo play defense nope does uh well anthony edwards is starting to play defense but he's a he's a, a you know bigger thicker wing but at the end of the day that's usually the last thing that comes right yep. they learn hey if i need to stay on the floor i need to start playing some defense but pool scores I mean, he could drop 38 on gp2 and then we decided hey let's let's get gp2 you know it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy but yes, I absolutely think he will be a bargain three years from now. Yeah, I'm, and I'm on board for all the reasons you just said. And I'll add one. Um, and you know, uncharacteristically, man, I did some research this morning. So the collective bargain agreement is coming up, right? They're gonna, they're hoping to sit back down and get something done by next March. Who knows when it'll get done? Who knows if there'll be a strike? Who knows how that thing will ultimately play out? But the one thing that everybody seems to know is whenever that new CBA comes out, the salary cap is going to go way up. Teams are going to have more money to spend. When that goes down, Tony, this deal for four years, $123 million is going to seem really low. It's going to seem like a bargain basement deal. So like, even before you get into 
is he producing like a superstar right now? Is he the heir apparent to Steph? You don't even have to answer that question. Will we be happy with this contract? Of course we will. You know, and once that security guard comes to kick me out, I'll ask him. I bet you he will absolutely <laughs> agree with me. Uh, I was going to say unless he's a Lakers I'm, fan. <laughs> he's a Lakers then he fan, might say, no. "No, no, trade him to the Lakers." <laughs> I can't. Can I? help me with this i wasn't going to ask you and i'm very fragile about this tony very fragile so be fucking light with me here the lakers have have had a spark of life since that goddamn trade since vanderbilt came since d'angelo russell joined them i think they already are talking to d'angelo about extending him it's going so well do you view them as a playoff team now a playoff team maybe Um, maybe but i think they're, they're kind of in the same situation as the warriors everything has to go right for them to make the playoffs. They have to stay healthy. You know, they, the two games they played before the break with this team were the shitty ass warriors without Steph. Right. <laughs> and then they played, uh, uh, the Pelicans without Zion. Yeah. So when they go up against uh, a contender, I think we'll get a better idea. They definitely got better. Uh, but there's a reason why guys like Vanderbilt Beasley have been on three or four teams in three or four years. They're, you know, they're, they're role players and hopefully they play their role. But I'll tell you this, if they do make the playoffs, they have a chance to beat one of the higher teams because, you know, LeBron will step up, AD will step up. Um, that's if they make the playoffs. If you could have taken the time machine back to the beginning of this season, when I was saying things like the Warriors are better this year than they were last year, their, their young core is going to make for a better second unit than any other team out there. If you had found me then and said, good news, Bram, after the All-Star break, there's a chance the Warriors won't make the playoffs and that the Lakers will, I would have punched you right in the face, Tony. And I think you can take me in a fight. That's how hard I would have taken that. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how this plays. Back to the Warriors. I can't handle Lakers. Um, can I say one more say- thing about Jordan Poole? I, I think, I think and, and you've probably have had this happen to you. You've been watching a game and he's made you stand up and run around your house in disbelief on the move that he made. So he is a showman. He's exciting to watch, and there's not too many of those guys who score 20 points a game. You know, yeah. this may be a, this may be an unpopular opinion. Jason Tatum is awesome. He's not super fun to watch, in my opinion. You know, yeah. he hits some threes, he does some mid ranges, but Jordan Poole, you never know what he's going to do. He's exciting. He's dynamic. Uh, I think he'll be a bargain. Well, and you can add another thing there. So for anybody who remembers that hideous Game 7 loss on uh, Father's Day to Cleveland, you remember that the Warriors didn't have anybody who could get to the cut, man. We didn't have somebody who could generate offense. You know, Poole is still learning. In fact, I don't think I've ever watched anybody who falls down more than Jordan Poole. He averages like five or six, why the hell did he fall there moments a game? But he is developing a skill set that is exceptionally rare in the NBA and is certainly rare in Golden State. Even when Steph, you know, was really building towards the heights he is now, he couldn't get to the rim reliably for a while there. So no, man, Jordan, Jordan is very valuable. Um, here, let's see how optimistic you are about the remainder of the season. Uh, here's our next prediction question. Will the Warriors be 500 or above on the road for the remainder of the year? That is a tough question. Uh, it all depends when Steph comes back. Yeah, Steph and okay. Wiggins. I, th- I think right now, uh, Poole's playing well. Clay's playing well. Draymond's playing well. Wiggins was starting to play well. I'm not sure why he's out, but they, just like the finals last year, the keys are going to be 
Wiggins yeah, and Steph. Um, cause I think if you, if you look back at most of their road losses, they're two or three possessions, right? So it's really about them focusing for an extra four minutes a game and not tricking it off at the end of the game. So prediction, I think they'll be at 500 and a little bit over 500 at home, sneak into the sixth or seventh seed, you know, maybe have to go to the play in, but I think they're going to make it. You gave me a great distinction. Let me hop on it. Let's assume they're healthy. All right. So this question doesn't start until everybody's back, until Steph is back, until Wiggins is clearly healthy. From that moment on, will they be 500 or above on the road? Uh, barely. And what changes, man? Is is it just that they finally get it? You know, they got all those wake up calls that Kerr has been preaching about. Like, what? Why do you think we should be optimistic about that now that the All Star breaks behind us? Because I think it's go time. And these veterans have been waiting for the end of the year so they can step their games up. I think uh, part of it is they call it the championship hangover. I just think it's success is really hard to sustain. And a Monday night game against Oklahoma City on the road doesn't really get you excited if, if you've been in the league for 14, 15 years. So I think now they see that this is it. And if they don't make the playoffs, I think this team looks drastically different next year from the top down. I love you for saying that. And so let me just push it. Has that wavered at all, Matt? So that's what I keep holding on to. That's what all of us have held on to. Pedigree, 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 pedigree. This is boring for them. Who gives a shit? Wait till it counts. Now it does. Here they go. Has that wavered at all? You know, have you worried about that or no? This is just stakes haven't been there. So they haven't been there either. I haven't really worried because in every big game this year where everyone was healthy, they won. True. Right. Whether it was on the on the road or Christmas Day or when it's time to step up, they stepped up. And, and, you know, what I keep going back to, Bram, is over the last month, month and a half, every single game, except for maybe a couple, they've had double digit 20 point leads at some point in the game. So there's a disconnect between starting, playing in the middle and finishing. And. They're not putting the whole the whole game together. But what I've seen when they're humming, I mean, they're really, really good. They just have to sustain it over 48 minutes. There's there's stats that back what you're saying too, man. The whole plus minus for the starting five is the best in the NBA. I mean, all of that stuff. Um, and I'll put it this way. I, I agree with you, and I really, really, really want to believe this, but I'm starting to lose grip on that. They better come out and show me something at the other end of this all-star break because it's getting harder and harder to believe that, you know, we keep yeah. screaming wake up call and maybe we're there. Here's uh, you've got me so optimistic. I'll throw this question at you. But, but let me uh, ask you one question on that real quick. Why sure. doesn't that same starting five close the game? If they're the best start, best five person unit, wouldn't you think they would close the game? So I think the whole net rating with that five is a little skewed because they only start the game, right? They don't play a whole lot in between. So there's a reason why they they start and don't finish. I'm not 100% sure why Kerr does that, but we can't keep leaning on, oh, we've got the best five because they don't finish. And at the end of the day, if you play eight minutes and you start, but you don't play the rest of the game, 
you know, it, it, the impact in the, the last six minutes of the game is a lot different than the impact in the first six minutes. Dude, Kerr, Kerr has been off his game this year. Um, and I'm going to say this in a weird analogy because that's the only thing that I'm capable of. But I'm a psychopath socially, Tony. I get all weird in parties, right? Let's say I okay. throw a party. It's people who I know, who I love, I'm generally good with. But there's one person I don't know and I'm not sure how to deal with it. I'm constantly worried about that person. I'm, I'm, I'm always going over, I'm making, you know, trying uh, conversational fragments. They don't always land. And even though there's all these other people, I'm focusing on one person and not doing a good job developing. Kerr has this system that's been phenomenal for years. He can't develop young guys. This year, those young guys were the weird people at the party in the end of his match. He, he never felt comfortable with how to deal with them. And so, you know, these, these normal scenarios, if you had asked me, why aren't they starting? What are they doing? You know, what are these lineups like? My usual answer is, I don't know, but I trust Kerr. This year has been the first time during the dynastic run. I still trust him. He knows better than I will ever know. But it doesn't feel like he's firing all cylinders because he's been handed a roster that doesn't make sense with his system. He doesn't have eight, nine guys that he trusts. Does that make sense? That makes sense. But people I've talked to that are around the team, uh, after they started three and seven, the vets went to Kerr and suggested that the young guys don't play anymore. Mm. So I, I think there's a big disconnect right now between Lacob, Myers, and Kerr. Lacob yeah. wants one thing. I think Myers wants to see the young guys play a little bit more, and Kerr is going to do whatever the vets ask him to do. So mm. I think part of the reason why Lamb and these guys are playing, it's kind of an FU to the, the front office. Like, hey, yep. Steph and the vets asked me to do this. This is what I'm going to do. Get me some veterans. And, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, when you're a high school coach, I'll speak from that perspective, and you have a freshman that's on varsity, it's a lot harder to coach. But at the end of the day, that's part of the job. You know, you have to coach who you have, not say, oh, well, you're too young. You don't get it. We'll get to you next year. Um, so it's, uh, you're, I think he's totally off his game. Um, and I don't know if that's calculated or not. And that's that's, that's the hard part. I'm not quite that's, sure. It's a great read. Um, keep me in your coach's perspective. All right. Let's say you have a um, a young freshman phenom who needs to be developed, but isn't quite there. And you also have a you know title worthy senior class, and the title worthy senior class comes to you and says, "Don't play them anymore. That's it. You know, stop playing with these young guys." What do you do? Do, do you listen to them? Or what's what's the coach's obligation? So I guess it all depends on how well that freshman's playing. So let's use Kaminga as, as an example, because yeah. he seems to fit that narrative sure. that you just said. So the other day, I forget who they were playing. He was playing great, gave up one backdoor cut, and he sits the rest of the game. Meanwhile, Lamb comes in, who would be considered a senior, right? And gave up bucket after bucket after bucket. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, a lot of that is sitting down with the seniors and the freshmen and talking about it. And I don't know if they've done that. I haven't been in the locker room, but you say, hey, listen, we're all trying to win. I'm not trying to put the freshman on a pedestal to gain notoriety. I want to win too. And if that freshman, Kaminga, can help you win, you put him in the game. Yeah, sure. Because a I, lot of that, at least from the high school level, would be jealousy, right? It's, hey, I'm a senior. I put in my dues. But if Jason Kidd, so I remember Jason Kidd, uh, was a freshman. He wanted to go to O'Dowd. And at the time, the the coach Phelps, who was the winningest coach in California state history, said, sure. we don't play freshmen on varsity, mostly because the academic load 
doesn't warrant success. You know, you get here. We don't want you to get behind. So he goes to St. Joe's. And guess what? He plays over every senior. And there's probably some seniors that weren't happy. But at the end of the day, look who he is, a Hall of Famer. So I think it, it, it's, a, it's a delicate balance, but you can't just treat them so different that it's obvious to everyone in the gym. Oh, you make one mistake, get out for the rest of the game. And that, I think that's happening with Kaminga and Moody. And I was talking to someone the other day, if Draymond opts into his contract and I was Kaminga, I would ask for a trade because it's not going to change. It's not going to change with the core three here telling Kerr what to do, unless he's treating this as the last hurrah. I would be crazy if I didn't ask you these follow-ups. So, and I will follow you. Whatever you feel comfortable sharing from your source is what you feel comfortable. Yeah. When you say the vets, ask some of the young guys to not play. What vets are we talking about? Steph. All right. When did that happen? After the 10th game. Remember? Literally that early. Yeah. I mean, the, the three and seven starts is what you said. Um, and so and, they, and I think that was right around when Wiseman went to the G League. Yeah. And you okay. saw some things move in. And I think the only one that kind of cracked the rotation a little bit was Kaminga because they really needed his skill set. But look at Moody sitting on the bench all year. There, there, there's no rhyme and reason for it. There really isn't. And did he ask for specific people? Was he like, look, no more Moody, no more Wiseman? Or was he just saying, I'm just done development wise? You know, you, you guys decide who it is who should sit. I, I think the, the term young guys was interpreted as moody yeah, and wise enough yeah um and we saw jk get a little time how are you doing with wiseman man you were one of the last wiseman holdouts you still believed in him you know how'd you, how'd you do with the trade do you still believe in his future oh absolutely i think you know the the rhetoric that came out from the pistons hey we see a dynamic four who can bring the ball up the floor who can do all this stuff is exactly the way i see him yeah. and i hope it translates for him there i mean he got more minutes in the first game with the Pistons and he did the entire calendar year of 2023 with the Warriors. So <laughs> it's all about reps. And for whatever reason, uh, you could say he wasn't a fit here, but I think that goes back to the stubbornness of Kerr. Oh, yeah. He wanted Wiseman to be Looney. Well, a lot of people don't remember Looney in high school before he got hurt in college was awesome. They were comparing him to Kevin Durant. Right. He's hitting threes. Well, he realized to make it in this league because he didn't have the mobility anymore. He had to change his game. So he got real thick. He's below the rim. He rebounds. He does all the stuff that fits into the system. That's not Wiseman. So what, what made me most upset about the, the trade Bram is that they traded him for Gary Payton II, who was literally on our bench last year. and We could have signed him. Not that I don't want GB2. I love him. And then he can't play. So you, you need a body. You trade for someone who obviously fits the system, who we all love, but he can't play. And he was on our bench. So to, to me, uh, that shows me the dysfunction right now with and, and the, the divide between the coach, the vets, the front office, and Bob Meyer. And Bob Meyer's not on a the contract. They let him tr make that trade when he's not signed in for next year. That's pretty, pretty incredible, too. Yeah, I have no idea what to make of the uh, of the Bob Myers scenario. And Maxime! we welcome in Maxime. Um, Maxime, just to bring you up to speed, we're probably minutes away from me being whisked away by uh, the Tanaya Lodge security because I am in the lobby doing this. We've actually had a couple of young kids um, by the game room. I don't know if you saw this, Tony, but during one of our responses, a kid came up and almost touched my screen as if I was part of the game room with this kind of, <laughs> kind of a weird thing. I don't know if they had a parent. 
transpired here or what was going on. Uh, but we are finishing out our predictions and rounding into our intern Hunger Games. Um, and boys, I'll leave you with this last prediction because we're running short on time. So right now, if the season ended today, our Golden State Warriors would find themselves in the playing tournament. They're the ninth seed and they'd be uh, up against OKC in the 10th seed. So if you had to bet something that is significant to you, right? Mortgage payment, something big. How would you bet that game? Um, Maxine, we haven't heard from you at all. What do you think, man? Where would you bet? I, I bet the Warriors take it. You know, I feel pretty confident. And especially, you know, after after the last time we recorded, not just if it was OKC, but if it was Memphis too. I think I think we have a pretty good shot with those that are in the mix um, for these playing games right now. What do you think, Tony? Well, that game would be at home. So that's an yeah. advantage, but I think they, I think they beat Oklahoma City. I mean, in the the they played what two weeks ago, and it was very clear they were the better team. How would you feel about? It? I mean, let me put this a different. So all of us would bet Golden State, and then that nine ten setup, um, it's fairly easy. I'll put it this way: I would bet on them, but I'd be nervous as shit. You know, rewind this three four years ago. I'm going into that game. I'm hella cocky. I don't care at all. You know, I bet my life on it. Of course, they're going to win. Now, on this one, I would expect them to win, but I don't have anywhere near the cockiness and the confidence that I normally would. You know, so with that in mind, Tony, that game starts. Would you be at a hundred percent? Of course, they're winning this, or would you have some doubts? Kind of, kind of gnawing at you a little bit. Um, I think the doubt would only roll in if they got up twenty. They get up twenty, and it's like, ah, shit. Here we go. <laughs> this game's over. Have fun, Oklahoma City. Uh, because um, again, they, they haven't shown that they can just maintain a, a double digit lead and blow a team out, which, uh, hopefully come playoff time, they, they ramp it up and it gets to that. But I, I'd be 99.9% positive, kind of like the Purell hand sanitizer. There's that one <laughs> little piece of bacteria. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd be super confident at home against Oklahoma city. And do talk about bearing the lead. So the thing that I didn't tell you, Maxine. Um, is that Tony gave us an incredible story to that and said that, at least according to someone he knows, when the Warriors got to three and seven, the vets led by Steph requested that the young guys get uh, less run. Um, and that there's kind of been a divide as, you know, as the season has gone out. So we now find ourselves on this divide, Tony, and the, you know, this is it. Either they come together or they don't. How would you help out if you were a consultant you know, and you know, there's the, this year hasn't played out the way you want it to, but this is it. You know, we've got whatever it is, another 20 games, 25 games. What would you tell them? What advice do you have for this team? I'd say get Wiseman back. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I would say the advice would be to give Kaminga 30 to 35 minutes a game. Because I think with his fresh legs, with what he brings, um, I think he takes them to another level if he gets those reps in that time before the playoffs. Everything else could say the same, and they're going to have to make a decision on Lamb and and uh, Ty Jerome here pretty soon, right? And then hopefully, what no one's talking about either is hopefully at some point Iguodala comes back and can give us some serviceable minutes. Who knows? Uh, but I th I think that's the the biggest thing is uh, they're they're lacking the rim pressure and Jordan Poole. Can only give you so much, but Kaminga gets to the rim and he, him getting to the rim opens up stuff for other people. I've been holding on to a Niguodala segment and I'll continue to hold on to it. I'm, I'm hoping he comes back and makes that segment unnecessary. Um, one more admission before we go to the meat of this podcast. From what I understand, Maxime is working on about 20 minutes of sleep tonight. So are you hallucinating right now, man? How are you doing? 
Uh, yeah, I'm present and accounted for, which is about, yeah, dude, I'm, I don't know. See, the thing is, is I, I just started my day and you know, well, okay, no, no. See, clearly I messed up. Uh, my day started about seven hours ago. The sun came out fairly recently and I'm like, cool. Now the day technically has just started, but like, you know, in some ways this might be like the end of my day. So you're catching me at like prime maximum time, but it's because Are I'm you still sick, in Australia. So. <laughs> I know I'm not, uh, uh, but I yeah. feel like I'm still in Australia time uh, with how much this. Uh, yeah. This based only on that last up. paragraph that you gave us, I think your mind might still be in Australia and your body's here yep. in the Bay Area. But you know, we can't, we can't blame you too much for that. Gentlemen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Let's talk Hunger Games. So, uh, Tony, I don't know if you've heard our last couple of episodes, but we've been kind of building up to the selection of an intern. And we got lucky, man. So, like, way back, maybe five years ago, six years ago, when this thing first started, we asked for an intern. We got, like, one submission, and it was great. 
This year, we asked for an intern. We got way more than one submission. We've gone through it. We've whittled it down to the four best uh, candidates. And our actual competition is going to start up later this week. What we are doing today is introducing those top four. Here's how the competition is going to play out. Round one, we're going to ask them to come in, give us two golden questions, give us one personal question that either all of us are going to answer or we'll use for judgment theater. And then they're also going to have one YouTube short or three social media submissions on our new Instagram page or on our Twitter account. Oh, Instagram, um, huh? Oh, yeah. We, we are branching out. Tom. All right. We've got big things coming. Please watch our Twitter account. That's uh, at Warriors Huddle to figure out when the YouTube short will go live for the contestants. Same on when their Instagram account will go out. And then round two, for those who make it, we got a scavenger hunt coming up that I'm just fired up for, man. There's a lot of random ass suggestions we're going to have in there. One of them, for example, you don't have to do any of them. Each one has a certain amount of points that you get. But one of them is they have to uh, mimic Marcus's voice for an entire conversation without telling the other person what they're doing. And they have to tape that. We'll see how that fucking plays. Uh, but so there is the ultimate competition. What we have today, man, is we've got the four intro videos. These guys reached out, guys and girls reached out, gave us their intro videos. I haven't seen them. Maxime hasn't seen them. The world hasn't seen them. This is our first impression. And this is why I saved the glass half full. I really value your opinion. You're used to making big decisions. You run your own fucking company and you keep it real. So that's where we are. All right. Let's go to our first. Real, real quick question. What's the role of the intern? Like, what are they going to do for, for Warriors Huddle? I have no idea. We will find out. As, <laughs> no. Um, well, no, the value. See, no, you got to understand. See, the Marcus sometimes doesn't make a show like today. So they'll come on and pretend to be Marcus and Marcus's voice. It's a pretty <laughs> ideal scenario. Oh, so they're going to be <laughs> on the pot. No, they, they, to, to be real, they will occasionally be on the pot. So this podcast kind of breaks down into two things, right? It's the actual on-air stuff and then all the stuff we do off-air. They're going to be helping with both. They're going to be coming on air occasionally, and we'll join that soap opera. But they're also really going to be helping us push out the social media presence. They're going to be pulling clips, putting it out there. We've got a, a website that we're going to be debuting. They're going to be giving us written content for that. It's like our jack-of-all-trades, like uh, Andre in his heyday is, is going to be their role. Um, but they will also, I mean, like I said, part of the soap opera, so personality matters, which is why this upfront segment, you know, we got to hear it. Um, all right. Let's hear our first submission. What's up, Bram, Maxine, Marcus, and the Huddle Nation? My name's Dylan, and I'm coming to you from the Wichita Mountains of southwestern Oklahoma. I am applying for the position of world's oldest intern here with the Warriors Huddle, so I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to me and interview me. I've never been interviewed by 10,000 people before, but I guess there's a first time for everything. So who's my least favorite? So if you meant team, it's obviously the Lake Show. Nobody likes their fans. Nobody likes their buy a team tendencies and entitledness. They're the, basically the Dallas Cowboys of basketball. Fuck those guys. You can edit that out, Maxine, if you need to. What do I like about the podcast? They've done a really good job of putting their guests, their talking heads that they bring on, their credentialed guests, looking at you, Locked On Warriors, uh, does a good job of putting their guests at ease. And this allows the guests to actually maybe give up pieces of information that they maybe wouldn't and be a little bit more themselves. And I really enjoy that. The next question is, what NBA player would you want with you on a zombie apocalypse? I really decided that uh, 
just a don't give a fuck attitude and aggression. That's the move in a zombie apocalypse. That's what I want. And so to me, that came down to one answer. The X-Man, Xavier McDaniel. Now in the 80s and early 90s, he played with Seattle, ended up on those crazy thuggish Knicks teams. And he's a little bit of Latrell Sprewell mixed with Wayne Brady, going to choke a bitch, topped off with a man has Bobby Portis's eyes. He is crazy. He put Gary Payton in a sleeper hold and put him to sleep on the court because he bumped into him in practice. You know, when we're inevitably surrounded by a million friggin' zombies, there is zero doubt that he's going to see red and charge in. And this is going to give me time to either get a Gatlin gun or better yet, run off. So that's the man I want with me. Um, the last question they have here is, why me? To me, it's, it's like Screech said to Lisa on Saved by the Bell. I've been dating you in my head for years. I mean, I've been arguing and talking shit with the huddle since it was just Bram and the Wizards guy. Um, I think the last thing is that I feel like I've lived a bit of an unconventional life, and that tends to make for some interesting talking points. I was a spring break party guide in Acapulco, and I also worked there as the bungee jump tout. Um, I worked as a network engineer. I spent years as a Yosemite climbing bum. I was a manatee wrestler, dive master in Thailand, science teacher in Korea, uh, international ultimate frisbee vagabond, geologist, and trophy husband. Now, I think the, this allows me to bring some unique perspective and antidotes to the Warriors Huddle soap opera. And the only thing that's left on my bucket list at this point is to channel my inner Robert De Niro and become the world's oldest Warriors Huddle intern. I hope you guys give me the chance. Thank you very much. So some logistics before we get in to our opinions on Dylan, who I really like actually. Uh, for those who want to watch the entire video, because we're going to edit it a little bit for today's purposes, pop up on our YouTube page and you can see everything that they recorded, including when I tried to uh, get away from the person vacuuming uh, behind me and I went outside <laughs> for two seconds and it was cold as fuck and I came <laughs> right back inside. But just go to YouTube, search for Warrior Huddle, and you will find all of those. To Dylan, he came in fired up, had immediate energy, um, had an age that I can associate with. I liked him uh, almost instantaneously because of that. If he is living with his parents at 48 years old, I would be shocked. So I don't think uh, I don't think that's going down at all. Things I don't like. I'm not sure. Orientated is a word. I think it might be oriented, but I'm not sure. You know, look, I am uh, I am not a Webster dictionary, and he got a little bit lost in his Andre take. I mean, we seem to really get a good like four or five minutes of Andre information. But let me put it this way: his vibe fits. You know, we, we are self-deprecating on this show. There's a soap opera component to it. I can see Dylan fitting that. So thumbs up for me. Good job, Dylan. Well, I think uh, if you ever have to take a day off, he can do the uh, Iggy biopic episode. <laughs> where he spends an hour and 45 minutes talking about Andre Iguodala. But uh, interesting that he's a geologist. He probably thinks about things a lot differently. But from an energy perspective, he hopped right in and was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. So uh, I, tried to plus, come up, I tried to come up with a joke about him being a geologist for the last five minutes and I came up with nothing. I have it written right here, geologist, and then nothing. I have nothing to yeah, say I was about trying it. to so, think of like a, a rock and they call the basketball the rock, how, how you can way. do it. Yeah, I went that way. I, came up with I, I would test his knowledge and ask him, what is the most memorable Kevin Mitchell highlight that's ever been seen and see if he Catch can. Well, don't tell him. Don't tell him on air. <laughs> I thought you were asking me. I, I felt no, him. Ask I him. Because he, he could have Googled like, uh, you know, uh, Early 80, late 80, early 90s baseball and come up with something. <laughs> but 
he mentioned TMC. I wanted to show everyone the throwback sweatshirt. Hey, that is sick. Yeah, barely fits. Fat guy in a little sweatshirt. It looks, it looks good. That's exactly right. I know. I mean, came in with the energy. I appreciate the enthusiasm. And I, and I also appreciate the commitment, right? Like, you can tell that he thought about the questions. You know, he didn't come in and said, okay, well, favorite Warriors player, I guess I got to go, right? He was like, nah, it's Iguodala. Here are all of my reasons. And maybe they were a lot for a podcast, but if we're asking somebody to be thoughtful and put together um, interesting commentary, I also think it's really wise of him to pick somebody that's still on the team. You know, it shows both breadth and longevity because he's not in his prime anymore. But I respect that he's picking somebody. He's like still current, right? Because we're going to be on social media um, you want to be able to play to both sides of the fan base. So I love that he's got the old school run TMC love and the love for the, the current squad as well. And give credit where it's due. This isn't even the competition yet. These are the intro videos. And Dylan very obviously spent a long time thinking out what his first presence on screen would be. You know, so jokes aside, man, of course we appreciate that. Nicely done. Next time, get an old school Star Wars poster on your back, but then you'll be good to go. <laughs> Quick question. How long was his total video? Who uh thirty-five minutes. Wow. Yeah, his his came in a solid gigabyte ahead of everybody else. <laughs> uh for eight and a half minutes. So respect the hustle. You get love. I mean, five of those minutes were life lessons from Andre Iguodala. So I mean it is, you know, it is what it is. You gotta enjoy Maybe that, that could be his nickname if he's the intern, the gigabyte. <laughs> oh, no, like the gigabyte, the gigabyte, because he likes Iggy, the gigabyte. <laughs> I mean, if we're giving out nicknames, can we start with one for me? Don't give one to the fucking interns yet, dude. He's not even a part of the show yet. You're, you're, too, fra- you're too fragile for a nickname. Factually accurate. Let's get to our next guy. What's up, guys? My name's Cody. Um, I'm a Charlotte native. I had an opportunity to meet Steph um, while I was playing basketball in Charlotte. Um, so that kind of cemented me as a Warriors fan. Um and, you know, I've liked him ever since. That was probably 2013, 2014, something like that. Least favorite opponent ever. I wouldn't say I have one simply for the fact that, you know, every time we play somebody, it's an opportunity to watch the Warriors play. Like, obviously, being from Charlotte, they don't play the Hornets that, that often. But um, when they play them, it's like some people here will be like, yo, like, we busted you, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, it will play them at Chase Center or something and just, like, smack, smack them. Just, like, dog them. And, um, yeah, they're quiet. So, (laughs) zombie apocalypse. Honestly, I'd probably just save myself. um, Simply for the fact that, you know, no NBA NBA player is going to help me in that situation. Um, But if it came down to it, I would just pick a leader. um, Someone who's able to. Um, you know, hold us down when we need it. And then why would we be crazy not to pick you as a winner? Um, I feel like this is just an opportunity for me to, you know, use my skill set when it comes to just basketball in general. Um, not only have I played for a long time, um, you know, I've really, like, just, like, watched it. Um, you know, I feel like I know the pacing of the game pretty well and, like, what you should do and what you should don't. And plus, I just feel that I'm a super hard worker as well as, you know, I just hold myself, you know, to the highest of standards. Um, I try not to do that, but, you know, if you want to succeed in life, you got to, you know, you just got to ball out for yourself and for others. So, yep, that would do it for me. I'll, I'll fire off your hairs. What do I like? Um, 
Well, one, I like that he gave us some time. Two, I like that he met Steph and clearly values that. Uh, there's a few things that I don't like. Here's the first one I don't. I don't like that it felt like he almost threw up halfway through that. Um, <laughs> I don't like that it seemed like he wasn't sure where he was going with the video, which is interesting because we gave them the questions to answer. It feels like he would just answer the actual question that was in front of you, and he got a little bit of loss there. And it didn't have... I mean, I'm just going to say I wasn't bowled over by his energy. You know, it didn't feel like a, a red good, or a Red Bull blast of like excitement that I was hoping for. But you know, he he gave some effort, gave some energy, and is clearly a Warrior fan. So there's my first take. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know, right now we can uh, safely judge me as the floor here. You know, and uh, <laughs> he kind of came across as like maybe sicker than me, um, which I don't. <laughs> And listen, if that's the case, right, you just got to come out and say it up front. Um, and that's totally fine, right? And we can make content out of that. Uh, but I was also a little bit surprised by the love for uh, um, the Warriors starting around 2013, but then rocking an 08, 09 opening night shirt. Um, it's like, wow. I, I, listen, Cody, if you have a time machine, you need to let us know right now because that changes the whole game, you know? Um, so worth considering that. Um at least Cody didn't have uh, full-on construction happening in his background, so <laughs> that's a value to uh, <laughs> to Cody's video. It's literally the only portion of this hallway that they vacuumed was the one right behind. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, what did you think? So big plus for the original Star Wars poster in the background, which probably probably means he's still living at home, um, <laughs> which he might have lots of free time to help out as an intern. Uh, sounds like he's more like a Steph fan uh, than an old school Warriors fan. Not sure if you're looking for that uh, that vibe. But overall, I'd say let, let's look at the others. But uh, the, the energy was a little lacking. <laughs> big, big, pl- big plus for the accent, though. That was nice. Out of town fan, so I'm always a fan of um, any outside perspective we can get. Uh, but I'm sorry, I'm so distracted by the like large scale cleaning that's going on behind me. It turns out recording a podcast in the middle of a hotel lobby <laughs> is the best idea. Uh, go ahead and let's let's listen to our next submission. What's up, Warriors Huddle? My name is Spencer Fielding. My favorite player is Stephen Curry. He brought four championships to the Bay. He's also helped make the Warriors one of the most valuable franchises. So it's an easy pick. One of my other favorite players is GP Gary Payton II, and I'm so excited for him to come back. Even if it's going to take a month, I'm excited for his return. In terms of my least favorite opponent, it has to be the Houston Rockets. Another team that kind of is getting close to the Rockets has to be the Memphis Grizzlies. It's always fuck Dylan Brooks. Always hate him, always will. And that's the reason I hate the Memphis Grizzlies. I really like the energy that Bram, Maxime, and MT always come with. Doesn't matter if it's two of them, three of them, four of them with the guest. They always come with the same energy, and I can really respect that. And then my favorite question, uh, which NBA player would I bring with me to protect me in a a zombie apocalypse? So I really thought about this one. I thought about some retired dubs, Andrew Bogey, David West, two big, strong guys who are smart, but they're a little older if we're taking them as they are now. Thought about some current NBA players. Grayson Allen, for some reason, came to mind. But he's a dirty player. Maybe he can help me survive through that. But first chance he got, he is going to kill me or get me killed. So cross him off. 
Then I thought about another strong guy, Steven Adams. He's smart, strong, nice. And no, he's not going to screw me over. So I ultimately chose Steven Adams. Although I do respect the pick of Draymond Green. That's a good pick as well. In terms of why I think you guys would be crazy to not go with me. Well, I have a journalism degree and I think that kind of puts me above the rest. But I'm a very passionate Warriors fan. Like Bram, the Warriors do affect my mental health at times. I have the experience to go along with my love of the game and the passion for the Warriors. Ultimately, <clears throat> I'm just very excited for this opportunity. So thank you guys. So after watching these couple of videos, I realized I need to up my uh, poster in the background game. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now you can, <laughs> you can be like me and you can be in the corner of a fucking hotel. Um, a fucking okay. fire that's, alarm? Is that a fire alarm above your head? Don't worry about yeah, that. Good. It might have been the one that got pulled the, uh, the first night we were here. It's a true story. <laughs> that's a goddamn nightmare. Uh, okay, Spencer. Things I like. I liked how formal he was. It made me feel like way more important the way that he approached that interview. It felt more like he was trying to intern at like a giant tech company or something, as opposed to a fan run yet incredibly important podcast. Um, <laughs> the thing I didn't like about Spencer's approach, how fucking formal it was. This is a fan run or fan run, fairly important podcast, not a giant CEO, you know, tech run company. So maybe we can calm down a little bit. Liked his hate, you know, even if it was uh, guided by our question. Um, his vibe, here's what I'm worried about. This show throws a lot of punches. That video didn't suggest that Spencer's the kind of personality who would like to be made fun of on air, but I guess we'll find out next week. Uh, so there's there's my, my instant impressions on our boys' fans. You want to go, Maxine? Sure. Yeah, I I I appreciated it, you know, but I, I it did feel canned. The way I saw him looking over to the side, I feel like he actually wrote this all out, which respect and also like, well, you know, we're, you're not gonna be able to write out responses when you know everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Um, and uh, right again, we'll see what happens there. So you know, I agree. I both respect it, and I'm like, oof. like I remember one time, uh, back in in college. I just take it a class and people were talking about how like, it's so helpful if you write everything down when you're about to give a presentation, you just get all your ideas out. And I did that. But the way I did that was like, uh, there was this girl that, you know, I was dating for a little while and I wanted to call her up and was like, Hey, like, I miss you. Like, what if we started dating again? And so like, I wrote out what I was going to say to her. She didn't answer. So I left it on the voicemail and I got like three quarters of the way through reading this thing. And I was like, wow, this is the most canned fucking awful <laughs> bullshit. And at that point I had no idea what to do. So I just hung up. And uh, she never called me back. So hope I got you for Spencer, but... Do you guys remember, uh, this is super random, but there's a warrior named Chris Porter way back in the day. He used to play for Auburn, was, was player of the year at Auburn, then got kind of hurt, fell through the cracks in the NBA and ended up on the Warriors, like basically the last dude on the bench. And at that time, I was living with a friend in an apartment off, off Keller. And Chris Porter moved into the apartment next to us, and I recognized it almost immediately. And I decided I wanted to become his best fucking friend. And just like you were talking about, Maxime, before I went over, I would practice what I was going to say. And so I was like, I was like, okay, you're going to go over, like, let's smoke and play Madden and have a good time. Like, okay, I got it, got it. I'd get over there, he'd open it. I'd be like, ha Madden, smoke, and then run back to my house. You know? and it's just like, no, fuck, I fucked that up again. So yeah, I, I can associate with that immediately. S since we're sharing uh, build-up stories, I got a great one about Too Short. Oh. So... My whole life, Too Short's been my favorite rapper. And I always said, if I ever see Too Short, 
I'm just going to walk up to him and say, Biatch, right? And just see what he said. So one day I'm at, at the Walmart in San Leandro and I hear this very distinctive voice behind me. And I, I was about to walk out of the, the store and I turn around and it is Todd Shaw, Mr. Too Short himself. And I froze. He looked at me. We made eye contact and I froze. He turned back around. At that point, I couldn't go back at him. So I walked out of the store. And for the next couple of years, I was like, God, that was my moment. That was my moment. Well, fast forward, I don't know how many years later, his nephew's playing on a team that I coach at Bishbodot High School. <laughs> and he's at a game, sitting at the end of the bench, behind the bench. And I said, oh, now's my time. So I stood up. And you know, sometimes you just have to do it, right? Not think, just get up and go. I walk down like I'm going to get some water. I pretend like I'm pouring the cup. We make eye contact. He says, hey, what's up, coach? And I just looked at him right now. I said, biatch. And him and the, the 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 player's father fell on the floor laughing. And I just, I acted like I do it all the time. I turned around and walked right back to where I was sitting. Look back, they're still on the ground and they were laughing. So then fast forward a couple of years later, I'm running a basketball camp and Too Short's a guest speaker. And first I was like, who has Too Short as a guest speaker, right? This is crazy. But they do a question and answer session and this this kid raises his hand and says, hey, short, what's your favorite word? And I'm thinking, oh, we got all these kids here. He's going to drop it. And he looks the kid right in the eye and he says, yo, mama. <laughs> and shut the gym down. Everyone ran out of the gym. That was the end of the day. So uh, I, I know what it's like to freeze up when you uh, when you meet a celebrity or you want to do something. So go, <laughs> going back to Spencer. I love the fact that his shirt coordinated with his sunset picture above him. It was a nice tone of uh, Phoenix Suns colors, almost like we were in the desert. Uh, but he, he seemed very nervous. But then he came out of his shell a little, get, a little bit when he cussed. So he knows this is a, uh, a foul mouth friendly pod. Uh, but he didn't quite have the charisma that I, I think it's going to take. But I, I don't know if it's not there or if he was just a little nervous. Um, do you guys hope that he actually, on his notes, if he was going over and looking at it, it said cuss, you know, somewhere in there, like, make sure you drop the F-bomb here. And then he dropped it. I, I like I don't it. Know. Again, it makes I me feel know. important that he was nervous. This is going to be a fun thing to edit, Maxime. Oh, it's going to be a nightmare. I can't wait. But at least <laughs> I've gotten like two hours of sleep last night. So, but why, 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 why didn't you get any sleep? Because you're sick? Yeah, man, I, inha I, inha no, I inhaled some mold last week. And, Is that uh, a new strain of weed? It's called mold. You went yeah, to like Harbor, yeah, Harborside, like exactly they gave you the mold. Right. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't smoke weed. I inhale it. <laughs> yeah. It's a poorly named strain too. I'm not sure why they went that direction. It's, yeah, I'm trying to be the um, anti Bill Clinton. You know. Well, actually, a, bu a buddy of mine sent me a picture from a dispensary the other day, and there was a strain called uh, Perry. Gaten, like Gary Payton, but the two, the two uh, first letters were reversed, probably wow. for uh, copyright purposes. Yeah, both clever and too clever. There'll be like four people who actually understand that. Like, what the, yeah. what the fuck? And it's like the glove, but it's like yeah, you know, the G and the V are are reversed. All right, let's go to our our last, but certainly not least contestant. In fact, it's one I'm really excited to hear from based only on our email back and forth. Uh, Maxine, pull up Tiffany. Hey, Deb Nation, I'm Tiffany. I'm from Williamsburg, Virginia. Final four, let's go. Who's my favorite warrior? 
Clay Thompson, aka Game 6 Clay, aka China Clay, aka Headband Clay, aka Reporter Clay, aka Seep Captain Clay. The man's had killer stats over his 10 seasons, including most threes in a game. He's super focused on his overall mental wellness stemming from his injury through his road to recovery and finally his debut back into the game. He's definitely a role model for any athlete who's going through the same journey. Lee's favorite opponent, easy, 2018-19 Houston Rockets. Chris Paul, James Harden, and Austin Rivers, all in one team, enough said. I couldn't even watch game seven live during the playoffs because I was a hot mess. I really couldn't even sleep either. Something I like about the podcast, I like the camaraderie and the chemistry with everyone on the show. What do I like about the show? I like the chemistry between Bram, Marcus, and Maxime. I feel like it flows really well. They're playful and have fun with it and they don't take themselves too seriously. What I don't like about the show is that there's not a story time with Uncle Marcus where he just tells you a bedtime story. Okay, so which warrior would I want to protect me during a zombie apocalypse? I feel like on name alone, that would be Steph because he would have access to the special magical spaceship that will be taking all the smart, wealthy, and talented people to, call, to a, a colony somewhere, either on the moon or on Mars. And I feel like if anyone can get on that spaceship, it would be. Now, if we weren't ready to colonize anywhere in space, then I would want Draymond protecting me for obvious reasons. Um, Steven Adams could sit with us, but then like, who would babysit John? So I feel like you guys would be super crazy to not pick me because I feel like during our initial Zoom, we had great chemistry, we all meshed well, and that kind of stuff is hard to, I always keep it real. I'm 100% authentically me. Come on. Wow. Uh, wow. So likes are long and they were all justified. I'll go with the obvious. She spent time on that. There's production value. Production value that we normally don't have on this show, I don't mind telling you, Maxine. She may mm -hmm. take over the master of all video, dude. Like underlining sound, little sound effects. Uh, yeah, do you have a little bing that you can hit a button? It goes bing. Oh, do we? We'll find out Maxime, right now. Maxine, do you have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh -huh. right one sec. Here. Here, right here. Right here. See, there it is. There it is. You see that? That's how impressive we uh -huh. are. Um, I like that she valued the camaraderie. She obviously gets making fun of yourself and making fun of each other. There is one major thing I don't like, though. The super obvious crush she has on Marcus. I don't feel like we can allow that to go any further. I'm just telling you right now, Tiffany, because we said this when we met you, you got to lay off on how much you like Marcus. I am way too fragile for any kind of compliments like that. But phenomenally well done illustrated by the fact that was the only video we played all the way through so uh great job Tiffany. well i think that the music set the tone i was really hoping she threw in scaffolding clay you know a true yeah, fan sure. would have thrown in that yeah, um i can really see a scenario where she tells bram to fuck off so i think that's bonus points <laughs> Huge. But I'm 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 getting real kind of I'm getting real kind of stalker vibes that if she ever wasn't the intern, that she would like hack her way into the show and, and continue to be part of it. And that's a little scary. But overall, uh, I think she she would give a great uh, a different viewpoint 
Um, but I'd like to see her on the live show. But uh, definitely the best video out of the four. Maxime? I mean, I, I got to agree. You know, I, I, the, I love seeing the the sound, hearing the sound effects. Um, I was a little bit confused at one point. I thought, you know, she was like flinging around her credit card, and I thought that that was going to get tied in, and it and it wasn't. So I don't know if that was supposed to be a subliminal message because when so much thought is put into every scene, right? She had cut scenes. It wasn't just a full video. She like cut this all together, and then she like drops the credit card. So. I don't need to think a little bit more about what that might mean overall. Maybe she was Maybe. in the middle of online shopping, kind of like no, 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 uh, Bram no. is doing two things. Subconscious. Um, I once worked for an attorney. When they gave a closing argument, they put a dollar bill in their hand, and you could only occasionally see it. I always thought it was a terrible idea. But what they used to explain it was we always wanted the jury thinking money again terrible idea but maybe maybe you know tiffany was looking towards the future and uh was just trying to make sure that we always associated her with money takes i you know who knows she nailed it um all right tony uh before so there, let me set this up next week is when we are going to have all four of these guys in guys and girls in and, and doing our first round of cuts and as we talked about that first round they're going to come in with two golden questions and then one personal question for all of us to answer or to use as judgment theater. And then they're also going to give us one YouTube short or three social media posts. And all of that will start up next week. Tony, here's how you're going to help dictate that. Give us our seeds. So seed them yeah. one through four, because that will establish the matchups. And then, uh, and then we'll move into the actual competition. Yeah. So definitely Tiff is the number one seed and she will be going against Cody, who is uh, barely making the play in at this point. We got there, um, we got there. And then we have uh, the two, in, the second seed, Dylan, uh, going against Spencer and seeing if Spencer can uh, come out of his shell a little bit and also maybe see if he'll coordinate his shirt with the uh, with the art <laughs> once again. I don't know, but I think exactly. I think I think I have a feeling it's going to end up Tiff versus Dylan, but maybe Spencer and Cody are going to really bring it after seeing this. There's a reason they play the games. We should also say we're bringing in the person who has already made our team. That guy's name is Tanner. We will introduce him after we've gone through the intern Hunger Games. He's going to be helping us on the written side of the huddle. But uh, we have already run exceptionally long. Tony, I really appreciate you. More than anything, I wanted to show you that I learned your last name. Frasero. See, I'm on top of it. But also, I'm uh, am. You, yeah, your, your takes are gold. That's true every time we've had you on. Certainly true this time. For people who need way more for Sarah in their life, where do they go? Yeah, so uh, my Twitter handle is at T-F-R-A-C-S, and the website for my business is ttahoops.com. We got summer camps coming up. We got our uh, outdoor four-on-four league for boys and girls sponsored by Jamba uh, coming up. And yeah, if you want your kids to come play some basketball in Oakland, San Ramon, Alameda, that area, come check us out. Um, I am normally full of shit or at least tongue in cheek on this show. Let me say something completely genuine. There's very little things in my life. In fact, there's nothing in my life that's more important to me than my daughter. Right now, I am trusting Kylie to Tony. She, she goes there once a week and she is having the time of her life. So no bullshit. Triple Threat Academy. If you've got a kid who wants to, uh, to get into the game, it is a phenomenal way to both start and to really develop your skills. For us, ah, shit, you know where to find us. You want to shoot us an email. Um, you can send it to the uh, lodge at Tanaya Lodge. No, that one's uh, <laughs> the Huddle at Warriors Huddle. And our only source of social media is on Twitter. That one's at Warriors Huddle. And hopefully, we'll see you next week.
Good, good. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep. I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.